0: Yo, welcome back. Welcome back to episode three of the Glenbrook podcast. Thanksgiving just passed. I'm here. Corey's here. How you doing, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. How's your Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, it's pretty work filled. And uh, it was spent without the fam, as I mentioned last episode, but it was pretty good. I got some good food in, got some good weather. Can't really complain. What about you?
1: Got some... I saw you guys got... You and Andrew got some good drinks in, I saw.
0: Oh, shit. The one night? Yeah.
1: Yeah, fuck. You guys are turnt. Way too turnt. <laughs> that's what Thanksgiving is about, right? Getting drunk in front of your family. Like
0: <laughs> the, the best thing is it wasn't even my fam. <laughs> right? Not even my fam. Girl, it wasn't bad. even... wasn't even, like, actually Thanksgiving. It was, like, the Saturday Real quick, night.
1: I gotta... Real quick, I gotta give... a. I want to give some shout outs just to people who listened to the first two episodes. We appreciate you guys uh, listening to us ramble for an hour. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Stir Fry. I told Stir Fry, I give him a shout out. I can't forget.
0: Awesome. Oh, we just. Yeah. Gave...
1: Shout, out, shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to people who gave us feedback on the first two episodes. It helps out a lot. So We're only going to get better from here.
0: So, so we're just giving free shout outs now.
1: No i surfi been giving me feedback, you know I appreciate it you
0: know? <laughs> no no you know, you
1: know what i'm saying
0: no i I feel you i got um I got some pretty good feedback, obviously, the technical issues and some of the sound and everything like that's obviously gonna be things that people give, and uh that's an obvious one that we knew, but no uh.
1: Yeah, we're working that. on it, people. We're working on it, people. We'll get the audio fixed quicker <laughs> than Johnson & Johnson can get you a COVID-19 vaccine. Oof. With... Bro, they... <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah, they haven't said shit about these vaccine trials. They're like, oh, they're going good. And then the minute they get to the human trials, they're like, oh, they had to shut it down because of the illness. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how Resident Evil started. So, So, yeah, we wanted to start today just talking about how... Me and Herbie met while we decided to call the podcast uh, Glenbrook Village. Kind of give you guys our origin story a little bit.
0: <laughs> the origin story?
1: Dude, how how did we like exactly meet again? Like, Did I meet you through Josh and Akeem?
0: Yeah, no, straight up. Met you just because back in the day it was super easy to just play in the Playing the compound, playing the area, and that's how you made friends. Yeah, it was mainly. I think it was because. Because did
1: think, Josh and Akeem go to go to middle school with you?
0: No, uh, Josh. Josh didn't. Akeem was the one that ended up actually going to my to my grade school.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then by chance, by chance, it was that I ended up going to uh, that Catholic the Catholic Junior High School, because my parents were mad crazy about me not going to some of the public schools in that area.
1: Well, yeah, but, what was uh, it? A. E. Cross?
0: Yeah, A.E. Cross and Vincent Massey. Yeah. I begged, yo. I begged to go to those schools. All my friends were going, and then they sent my ass to St. Greg's. I was like, let me get this straight. You're going to tell me That everyone in my family that is religious, that you've more or less told me, you know, take everything they say with a grain of salt. And you're going to turn around and send me to a Catholic school? Like, huh? And (laughs) then somehow,
1: how did you, and then somehow you ended up at Western, which is weird because like most of the people who went to Catholic schools in that area ended up at St. Mary's.
0: Oh, it was, it was a fight with my junior high to, to get them to realize that I wasn't going to St. Mary's or um, Bishop Carroll, because they thought I was lying to them. They thought that they thought that me and my parents were lying to them about being accepted to Western. True. And um, yeah, no, seriously, because I think they would start the. They just assumed that everybody who was in the Catholic system would stay in the Catholic system, and those are like the only two schools that were in that system nearby. So what i what ended up happening was they would sign up something like late in the year they'd start getting you to sign up for options and classes and orientations to go walk the school and stuff but when my uh football season was over when i was playing like bantam for the wildcats we'd had a pretty good year i'd had uh would I'd, I'd had a pretty good year myself i'd been kind of snuffed out of the opportunity to play in all-stars that year and I know that obviously in Calgary, in the high school sports, they tell you they're never scouting, but we had Hutch and Wise come out to come out to some of our games. And they um, at my banquet, they just gave me their business card and were like, listen, you know, we'd love you to come play, but obviously we can't ask you. You need to have the grades. Um, And at that time, I got pretty lucky. I went and I called the school. The vice principal at that time. I don't remember his name. I think he had like the glasses with like uh with the big nose. He was like a super huge football fan.
1: It's gonna kill me because he was our coach too.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy.
1: I forget what his name is. I just remember. I think I'm pretty sure I can. I was like trying to convince you too to like come to Western because I was already like. Because what we met when you were in like the eighth grade, I was in like the ninth grade.
0: Yeah, because you didn't move to. Glamorously, like you were in your 8th grade, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. But I didn't meet you till like... Actually, yeah, maybe you were in 7th grade. I can't remember, but when I went to... Because I got to Western first, and then you were... I was like, yo, come play football at Western with me, man. Because I was going to play juniors at my grade 11 year. Yeah. Because I was, like, young enough to get away with it.
0: It was... It also didn't, like... It didn't hurt that... um my buddy Scott at the time and Mason were both on my like community team and they were both going to Western. And I remember one of the things that was a real big driving force was A, like there was a few things, but the main ones were Western at the time was a Div one team. And um I also got the hell out of the Catholic school system if I could. But it yeah, was right. it was it was kind of nice because I'd always been, at least in junior high and grade school school always kind of came a little bit easier to me. So my grades were, my grades were always decent when I didn't try and they were pretty high when I did. So once I found out that Western like out of school district really wanted you to have the grades I worked, I worked my ass off. Like I remember showing up to my interview at Western and I show up with my dad and that coach comes up and he's like, all right, we're going to need to hear all your core subjects in one option. Cause that's how we kind of get your average. And I remember him looking at my grades being like, Oh, okay, you're in. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was that easy. He's like, What do you want to play? I was like, when can you when can you be ready? Like he's like, uh, we can't send out any like letters of acceptance, but you'll get yours in early March. Like it was that easy. I went in for an interview and within like thirty minutes I was like, All right, you're a Western, you're a Western kid now. And
1: yeah, I only I got into I only got into because of French.
0: Oh, it's cuz they make more money off of you.
1: Like I would have had to go to Manning, I think. Yuck. If I had decided to not continue with French, I would have had to go to Ernest Manning. No. So and then all the kids, like of course like when you're in junior high, you're not like uh you don't have like a bunch of classes with a bunch of different people like you you do in high school. Yeah. So everybody so, like, of course, all my friends in, like, the French immersion program are going to Western. So, there's no way I wasn't going to Western. And then by the time, like, high school finished, I wasn't even friends with, like, any of those people. Really. <laughs> uh... No, I just yo because, know, like, it's funny. Like, all the kids, like, all the kids I went to junior high with, like, we were all super, like, you know, active together, like, at lunchtime, we'd always play football and shit. And I was like, yeah, it going to be... And everybody would always talk about it, like, yeah, man, we're going to high school. We're all going to play football together. So we get to high school, and none of these motherfuckers play football. Except for, like, except for like one person. And so, like, of course, like once you start playing sports, you start to meet... Like, that's when you actually start to meet people. Yeah. So, like, I, I didn't... And I didn't really, like, hang out with anybody outside of school either so like the majority of the people i hung out with while i'm at school are the people i'm on sports teams with because it was like all right you go from football straight to basketball and then like straight to track so you're only really i'm like every day after the school i'm occupied with something and i'm only around the people i'm like playing that sport with at the time and none of the kids i hung out with in junior high were on any of those sports teams Except for one person,
0: yeah, kind of sports kind of force you into a. kind of force you into a type of relationship unlike unlike any other, and it's kind of it's one of those things where when you're work done and then you're making jokes and inside jokes and you see them in the hallway, it kind of that's how it kind of builds, yeah but... that Going back to the original, you know, we met, we met out, like, obviously in the, in the community, and because our parents were the type that always said, all right, you know, like, if you come home from school, get some of your stuff done, whether some homework or whatever, and then get out of my hair and go outside till it's dark. Then,
1: yeah, we spent a lot of time, like, right, just doing shit in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Like we remember how much time we spent at the basketball courts at the elementary school?
0: Oh man. That
1: like late like late, late, late night.
0: <laughs> man, it was that like Glenbrook, that whole that whole like uh little elementary school with the with the nice court, we had we had a gang of characters.
1: Bro, it's just funny too, cause like I knew like especially in the summertime like if if you're looking to go hang out with somebody, like all you had to do was just go by the court, and there'd be like a, a bunch of people playing basketball there that we were like hanging out with at the time.
0: yeah, I kind of I think my my transition was you were you were kind of my bridge and my connection to those guys because the majority of the time, since my parents had kind of moved to Glenbrook right at uh right when I was six years old, five, six years old. I was able to establish some friends from Glenbrook Elementary that stayed in, like, that resided in the Glenbrook community. So at the time, it was mainly, it was mainly like four or five girls I hung around, maybe one or two guys. It wasn't until.
1: Oh, temping out here. Huh? About... <laughs> can't,
0: can't say that anymore, yo. People, squad. People, people don't even understand it's a joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Epstein ruined it all for us. Uh, <laughs> oh, edit. <laughs> no. Uh, edit. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We got to get real on this podcast. Ain't no. Ain't no censor in here. Fuck that. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah, it was just like pretty much hanging out with them. Shamelessly, shamelessly grew up playing with dolls. I don't give a fuck. Y'all can say what you want. But, uh, no, I was always an active kid. Like, Josh and his Josh and his little brother were, were pretty much, like, that bridge with you and then with all the guys at the court. And then it ended up being, like, all the older guys. Like, all the, like, 18-year-olds and 19, 20-year-olds that really shouldn't be hanging around a bunch of 13 and 14-year-olds while they're drinking and shit. Just, like, oh God. Just en- endless stuff. Like, BB, BB gun fights, normal fights, you name it.
1: Bro, we used to, I remember, uh, there's a couple, of, like, fucking stupid shit we did that we should, we had no business doing. Like, I remember, like, Chance, me and Chance, like, got into graffiti, because he had this, he, bro, he had this video game, it was, like, this Mark Echo video, video game, and, like, the whole thing of it was, like, you're, like, a graffiti artist, and you're trying to, like, you know, get, like, get, like, well-known. And so, me and him got into graffiti. So, we started like practicing and stuff. Chance was like way better than I was. Okay. But, like,
0: let's, let's,
1: we used to like, what
0: happened? No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, but I was like, what's going on?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can edit that.
1: Yeah. But, uh, me, so me and Chance used to like, walk around the the neighborhood and we'd like do graffiti on like the bus stops and stuff. And then of course we got like a little bit bolder and started getting comfortable with the like spray paint. <laughs> Man, I remember one time we were so you know that her does that bridge by St. Greg's that you like walk over that and then you're in like Signal Hill,
0: like the the overpass over Sarcee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one time we were up there and he was like he was like spray painting something on the on the side on that bridge. Yeah. And this and we were like terrible look lookouts. I'm pretty sure Akeem was with us and like we didn't see this guy coming. He just pulled up on his bike and he was like would you guys want this in your neighborhood? And we were like no. <laughs> he was like okay. Then stopped, like scolded us. And then like then he pedaled off like he just kind of like scolded us like an upset parent and then pedalled off <laughs> and then chance and then chance finished, and then we walked away <laughs> and then i you know and then uh <laughs> there was one time actually like i I put up like a big one on the back side of your school like in the middle of the day yeah and as i as I finish like the last letter, I look over and i see uh I see somebody driving over from like <laughs> from the from the hockey rink like. Oh. Somebody in a golf cart. bro But at that point, like, we knew every which way to go in that neighborhood, so that I could get from like St. Greg's, which is all the way on the other side of the neighborhood, to like, to like where we live, in under a minute. No, it's true. Like, no messing ar- like no messing around. So I was like back home. Like, there's no, and like it's so far. It's like so far away from where I live that it's like there's no way these people are gonna find me. <laughs> but I think for like. For like about a week, I didn't even like venture over to that side of the neighborhood because I was like so scared.
0: No, that uh, Jesus, like I never, I never got into tagging because I think I was, I was too scared at that point. I think my parents had kind of scared me straight of doing anything like stupidly illegal like that. The worst I ever did, not even the worst, but like shit I would do is maybe egg a few houses like any other kid. You know, at one point, I remember my uh, my dad's uh, cousin made the mistake of sending me like a real nice, authentic El Salvadorian. And that was just messy, just getting a few rocks. And of course, you start with some cans, then you move on and maybe you hit your friends from here and there, but not too hard. And finally got to the point where you're trying to not necessarily take out windows but you're just trying to, like, peg things, and you're just trying to be an idiot about it. And once in a while, you'd get that wrong ricochet into a window or a car, and it's game over. That yeah. was it. I remember... Yeah. I think I almost... I think I clipped a kid in the chin, and it, like... <laughs> I, I took off. I ran with it, ran home, and I was like, yeah, no, no more.
1: <laughs> didn't Didn't somebody light the park on fire?
0: Yeah, oh. Yeah, that's because... So down...
1: Because they used to have like the little rubber pellets.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> as, as you guys will see, and, you know, we have some... You're going to have to... If you really want to get an image for it, I'll try to explain it. But you're really going to have to check out the Instagram, the Glenbrook Village. You know, you're going to have to check out all the pictures we put there so you can really see the... The way this area works was, where, well, at least where I lived, it was housing that you bought or that you could rent. And then another... And then we had uh Calgary housing just down the hill where that park was burnt. You were then surrounded by another Glenbrook village that was just for rent. And then one. That's where I live. Yeah, and then one more uh, community that was basically just houses like a suburb. So you were, you were getting a mix of a lot of people. And especially in the Southwest of Calgary, it's always something that's been known to be like silver spoon fed. So our area was just very, it was kind of an anomaly, you know. It was just like one of those areas you just kind of put into a nice neighborhood and see how it does. But
1: Bro, chance had the air taken out of his tires.
0: <laughs> like
1: he came and he, he came and he 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 spent the night once. Like he parked over by uh there's no parking in like our little cul-de-sac, like in mine, so he went and parked like right, like right by Josh's. And he went over there in the morning and like somebody, somebody like straight up like Slash tires.
0: That, it doesn't even surprise me.
1: So fucking anyways,
0: funny. down down in that area, right where the where the tires are getting slashed, we used to have this park, and it was the first time and that was right in the center of like three different Calgary housing units. And all of a sudden, you know, we have we got a really nice park. We got the rubber ground and everything. And one day you just look down, you're smelling, you see this big plume of smoke. You're smelling you're smelling it. You're like, what's going on? And you look down the hill, at least from where my parents live right now still, and the entire park is engulfed. Like you just see one massive flame. And it sounds it was like it was that little Nick kid. He was like seven years old. And it sounds like a few of the older kids had pulled a had pulled a mattress from the from the trash can and were using it as a trampoline. This kid went over like a day later and was just lighting matches on it. And that shit just went. It was game over, and he ended up running to his house. And then
1: they. And then they changed it too, to the like the to the rocks, like the little stones. Like they got rid of those little rubber pellets. Yeah,
0: it went back to it went back to gravel. They were like, "You don't, you kids don't deserve shit." Yeah.
1: That park was, I remember playing. Dude, I remember. Uh, was that like grade? Like my grade twelve year when we would go do one on ones in that park. Like, me, you, and Andrew.
0: Oh, yeah. It was definitely, um... was, yeah, grade 11, grade 12. And then a little bit after as well.
1: Yeah, like, after... Yeah, after we graduated, we would spend a lot of time down there. Like, Oh, yeah, because Andrew stayed with you for a bit after we graduated. Mm -hmm.
0: And ended up living with me. And, um...
1: For a little bit.
0: That was also the same... That, that's also the same place that was inaugurated with our football games beforehand where you clotheslined your brother and that kid never played football with us again. Yeah. I
1: was about to bring that up. <laughs> I remember Chance like Chance like, you guys want to play tackle? I'm like, yeah. He he tosses my brother, he tosses my brother this swing pass and I just like ran full speed and like had no business clotheslining him, but I clotheslined the fuck him. My brother just popped up and just like ran home, like all the way home. <laughs> I don't think he ever. Yeah, he he has He still doesn't play sports. Anymore.
0: Well, all the like all the sports we played, obviously all like the shit we got into. So obviously you know like the Glenbrook Village podcast kind of just comes from there. It comes from a place of you know all the things we kind of did we went through all the people we met and in a way how we were how we were shaped from it because it was just such a such a different area and it continues to be it continues to be a home to my parents and my sister i know quite a few people who haven't moved out from there and it's so weird every time i go back it's like you can put a little bit of new paint some new concrete but it's still the same shit. yeah same neighborhood
1: for sure. What else did I want to get to? Oh, uh, okay. So you've seen like that whole that whole thing that's been trending on Twitter with uh you know, people posting their relationships, like how it started, like the DM that people first sent or the first text message. <laughs> yeah. And like where and like where they're at now. Yeah. And then you know, of course, like So Quavo gets in on it, like a big celebrity, and he shows a DM he sent, sweetie. All this motherfucker sent was that snowflake emoji. (laughs) Uh... So, like, of course, like, naturally, like, (laughs) I'm going to snitch on myself a little bit. I I dropped one snowflake emoji.
0: Of course you did.
1: The girl thought I was joking, so it did not work out.
0: What? What do you mean? Like, did she respond the same way that the?
1: She just wrote question mark. She was like, "You cold? Lol." I was like, "Damn, that really only works as your are I was like, "I'm." <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave." And then I, I think, think she was. I think she thought I was joking. But I was like, "Damn, no! Like, I actually think you're cute, but like, it's all good. We ain't gonna talk about it."
0: I think we you're also missing. We you're don't, also don't get see the dive biggest part, yo. You're missing the part that like Quavo bought sweetie two Birkin bags.
1: I can get her a Birkin bag. Oh. Take a burger, take a Burger King bag and uh edit it. So it spells. <laughs> <laughs> so that way it spells that way it spells Birkin. She will I, know the difference.
0: Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. If you're at all Interested in young Corey Knox? Just know he's giving you <laughs> knockoffs for your birthday or for whatever way to try to impress you. This shit ain't real. I'll
1: get you. That's I forget. Somebody like went and traveled. Oh, <laughs> I remember there's one person we roasted in, in Glenbrook for this. Like they went, they went home to Africa and they came back and we were like, bro, those, those, are, those jeans are fake. Like the logo was like way off. I ain't... like it was like. I forget who it was, but they were supposed to be like echo jeans. You know how the echoes like a, a rhino? Yeah. And this one was like a giraffe or something. Like
0: I know who it was, but I know about...
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> not about
0: <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly who this guy is. I know You
1: know what I'm talking about. It's like I... supposed to be it's supposed to be a rhino, but it was like an elephant, like
0: <laughs> Bro, it wasn't even it wasn't even that knockoff from bootlegger that was just like a like the bulldog. Remember, it was. That was
1: was funny because it was like, so there's like Echo, like the brand. It's like E C K O, and that one was Echo, like an Echo, like E C H O.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that one was so mad funny. I all I know is I'm not I'm not putting that guy on blast because I know the chances of uh, the chances of listening to this are a little bit high only because A, he lived in Glenbrook. That's all I'm gonna tell you. And B, there's one more tip. He hangs around people that we know, so I ain't gonna say no more than that.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it alone. That but... that
0: kid that kid got enough as it was that, that that kid got roasted almost every day of the year for for a good two three yeah. years there.
1: Why are you gonna keep wearing it? Like
0: <laughs> he didn't have a choice. You know his mom's I, probably I, just like, nah, you got no choice." I'm gonna get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get
0: you know, I ain't not, gonna rock too hard. He he's not the only one. I still remember the kid that showed up with the the kid showed up with the diesel, and the D was a backwards like like a lowercase D. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't even an uppercase D,
1: bro. These I know at the at the last restaurant I worked at this, like. <laughs> This guy came in wearing fake Jordans and his boys were like getting on got, getting on his ass, yo. They were like they like bro, why are the Jordan logo's legs like so apart? They're like those, those aren't the jumpmans, those are the split mans. <laughs> uh, you know that jump you know that jump man song by like by Drake or future, like jump man, jump man. Oh. There, you walk in there like split man, split man.
0: Man, I just, I'm, a, I'm only say this, and this is not just to one person who lived in our neighborhood. This is to, this is to all ten of y'all. We know, y'all didn't go visit your uncle in Dubai, so stop lying. Stop lying <clears throat> to the people. You went to a country, the
1: alley Express.
0: you went to a country in africa where your people are from where your family's from and there's nothing there's no problem with that that problem was you came back lying posting up fake ass pictures of you in dubai like come on come on bad photoshop This, not even like sometimes it'd be like a picture of the savannah and they're like yo out here in dubai i'm like that doesn't exist there
1: Come Brian, on, man! Right. We
0: know geography.
1: Hold up, Hold up. I got my <laughs> I got my TV on right now, and like it's on the news. <laughs> they're talking about I, can, I shouldn't laugh. Like they're talking about like overdoses within the county, like in the past week. Oof. But like, <laughs> okay, here's what trips me out though. Like they're they're talking about overdoses, and there's like a slow motion and like a slow motion video of, like, somebody, like, eating up crack on a spoon. Who, like in, who's in taking Cleveland? these? Yeah, but who's – here's my question, though. Who's taking these videos? Like, oh, we're here I – mean... like, yo, who goes out there? Like, oh, yeah, we're, take, <laughs> we're taking a – we're uh, trying to film a docu- documentary about, uh, about drug use. Do you want to just sit there and uh, light the crack on the spoon? We'll get a cloak up.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a like, risky job
1: like you're not we well, yeah really, you're like not going to try to assist them or in any way you're like yo do you guys want like a meal like maybe i could take you somewhere where there's not crack no we're just going to film you heating up the crack and then we're going to leave you in this alleyway to die
0: it's the exact same people who film those nature documentaries and when they're watching some little animal get fucking poached torn to shreds they just, they just shit they just sit there with no heart just film it the entire way through
1: Anything for the money shot, I guess.
0: Pause. <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're here to hear first. Corey will do anything for the money shot. Pause. Any, a- anything. Pause.
1: Pause. We're gonna Chill.
0: give a big big shout out to uh to all you ladies out there who are uh, looking for a man.
1: Can anyway. Keep his the mind, snow- keep his the mind open. <laughs> the snowflake emoji. The snowflake emoji. The snowflake emoji. Let's get back on track here, uh, bro, bro. I asked one of the girls I know, who's like, a, she's like a pretty attractive girl. I was like, yo, you've been getting a lot of snowflakes in your in your DMs. And her, she's like, yeah, enough that my name should be called Antarctica.
0: Girl must be cute. take it as a compliment getting a blizzard
1: it. yeah but like man we gotta relax bro okay like,
0: here's here's the question kay? though have you gotten any snowflake emojis
1: me no i know i'm ugly
0: <sighs> actually
1: i'm not ugly i'm like i'm like medium ugly
0: almost you know i'm not i'm not trying to expose and also it's one of those things where no one should care about Body counts and shit at this point, but I took a little sneak peek at your DMs, bro. You ain't ugly. Uh, don't expose.
1: <laughs> Nobody needs to know what's going on in my life.
0: No, no, that that doesn't give away anything. That could be oh. as simple as someone just came in your DMs and called you cute. Doesn't mean they gotta think that you're sexually cute. It's just True. hey, you look good. It's like admiring a piece of art. It's not like you want to make love to it. <laughs> 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 Like I, I trust me. You can, it's like a muse, man. You can like a you can like things, you can think they look good. Ain't no one going to go out there and try to stick their dick in it.
1: The snowflake emoji.
0: <laughs> and we've come full circle. Oh
1: man. <laughs> Bro, I've been, I've been yo, know, I've been single for like what? Damn, like, five years now, I feel like, I think.
0: Five?
1: Yeah, man. It's been a while since I've, like, been in a relationship.
0: Since you've been wanting to commit.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, mostly that. Like, I just, like, haven't been wanting to date anybody. I think now, I think I've just, like, now I'm, like, on that tip now where it's, like, the next girl I date, like, that better be it. Like, I'm not trying to date anybody (laughs) else. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that, that better be it.
1: Hey, I'm serious. Like It's not like... You know what I mean? Like, next year I like, com- commit myself to is like that's it, yo. Know?
0: You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so if, looking if for white be... lucky If you're the next lucky gal or lad to land Corey... Chill. You're <laughs> the next one to get a nice little band on your finger.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go straight to the, uh, the ring pop machine.
0: <laughs> the least you could do is get something that's like cubic zirconia. I'll
1: go, yo, know, like that. I, you know, I was watching, uh, I used to be like heavy into MTV back in the day, and I was watching like the first season of uh, Team Mom. And the guy's yeah. like, yo, I'm gonna go propose today. He's like, got this big ass smile on his face. This guy, the audacity of this man to walk into a Walmart and get like a cheap ass rig. He's like, I'm so excited. I'm gonna propose today. They and I'm like, of course, MTV, MTV's so dirty for this, bro. They like they're filming like the price, it's like fifty dollars. And of course, like the he proposes right after the girl gives birth, and she's like, all high on the drugs they give you from birth, and she's like, Oh, this ring is so <laughs> it's such a nice ring. I'm like, yo, your shit's gonna be green. <laughs> like <laughs> Your whole your whole finger is gonna fall off in a week from that from that ring, you know? uh
0: well, okay, well, going into that, like that show just did them dirty, obviously, and I'm not about to you know, I don't think that there's many people out there that are the type to go buy a ring like that and stuff, but do you think do you think there's ever a situation? That calls for that. I'm not saying the fifty dollar ring, but maybe, you know, you wanna you wanna get married, but you know your girl or your guy want like want a ring, want want a little diamond or something. Is there ever is there an acceptable time to go? And maybe it's like a placeholder. Like it's like I want to propose to you, but I want to do it now to show you I that I'm like, committed.
1: I feel like if like I feel like if like you're like the person you're with knows you're like on a budget but it's like you know like if you're like i don't think they'd care that much like you know what i mean yeah i'm, I'm just making fun of the dude but like it was just funny because <laughs> it was just funny because like <laughs> like team mom didn't have to do that to him like film him walking into the store like looking at all the rings like oh that's the one right there and then showing like the price tag. Like <laughs> that's not cool.
0: That show that show was so nasty, like in retrospect, but at the time Bro, it's all, so hard. All re-
1: all reality television is nasty. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, I can't actually I can't even think of a I can't even think of a reality TV show, you're right, that might not be nasty in its own manner.
1: Yeah, like they're all fucked up. Cause all the like I remember uh did you ever, like, back in the day, watch, like, Laguna Beach and, like, The Hills? I think everybody at one point went through that, like, phase where they were watching that on MTV.
0: I never... I never watched The Hills because I think... um I believe that there was just a group of women that, like, chose to watch that show. And the moment I associated that show with them, I immediately distanced myself. But I... I know that I... um. I think Laguna Beach, I think it took me a year before I started watching maybe some snippets on the computer or I'd be with a certain friend who might post it and that one I watched for a little bit.
1: But like, I remember, so like, I used to watch, uh, I used to just watch MTV Canada a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, like, I used to watch like the real world and then like, I, I still watch the challenge. Like, so that's why I was like, always watching MTV and, uh, there was, like, MTV Live, which was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, the they had, like, this little talk show. Like, the hosts of it were pretty funny. So the only reason why I was, like, watching The Hills was to watch, like, the after show, to watch the two people who host, who hosted the after show. Like, you know who, uh, you know Shits Creek? Yeah. And you know, like, Dan Levy?
0: Yeah, didn't he used to be a VJ?
1: Yeah, so, like... I used to just watch, like, the after show basically for, like, him and his co-hosts because they were, like, I just thought they were hilarious. So that was the only reason why I watched The Hills, just to watch, like, them shit on the show afterwards. But, <laughs> <laughs> brother, because that's, like, that's like that was, like, the funniest part of me is just them, like, shitting on the show afterwards.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. it was so, it was, like, so poorly edited. I think they they even, like, pointed out this one scene where, like, the dude, the dude pulls up to this chick's house, and like you see him walking through the door, and the sun's up, and then you see him leave. Like the conversation had could not have been longer than a five minute conversation, and he leaves, and it's like
0: pitch black. <laughs> oh man, no, it's oh Jesus, no, I never um. I'm trying to think if there was a, if there was like a reality TV show that I, that I really got into. I think, oh, I watched that one crazy season of The Real World. Which like, one? Are um, no, there's, uh, there's one that, uh, fuck, who was on it? All I remember, all I remember is the, I remember is like the one season with the black guy and the super blonde dude. I'm pretty sure was it was in New Jersey. The Real real in New Jersey? Oh, wait, are you talking
1: about the one where the kid got, like, tossed over the stairs?
0: Yeah! Yeah! I can't
1: remember. I, I know it's hard. I can't remember what season that was.
0: There was, yeah. That was... I only watched... And the only reason I watched The Real World was because of the... um, Was because of the parody that Dave Chappelle did on his show. <laughs> that, that's what made me watch it. Because if this man was straight up cracking on them and making some, like, ridiculous... Just these ridiculous scenarios about how the dad came, like the dad came in and he got stabbed, and then this one dude's chicks getting slept with by ev- like slept with with everybody, and yeah. The funny <laughs> thing
1: about like that Chappelle skit was like how true it was, because it's just like yo, they always have these reality shows like The Real World, like Big Brother, mm-hmm. Survivor, and it's always like a bunch of white people and then like one or two black people. And these black people, like, end up losing their minds because these white people are so crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it just follows the same thing. It's like you just got to get the stereotypes in there, right? You got to get the people who are polarizing. So you got to get yourself the jock. You got to get, the like, the real cute girl who's kind of dumb, the smart chick, the one person with attitude. And then, of course, back in the day, it's not like they don't do it now, but you'd always get the stereotypical, like, Oh, from the ghetto, a little bit rough from the streets, like, maybe been to jail, black guy, like.
1: Oh, the... I remember, uh, there was, like, the the craziest season of that show I think I ever watched was The Real World of Hollywood. Oh. What's With I that watched? dude on there, the dude on there, his name was Joey, and he was, like, every, <laughs> bro, this, the first, like, five episodes. Or maybe it was like the first two he was just drunk like the whole time like they would wake up he's drunk like the minute he woke up he was drunk (laughs) and like of course like but mtv's always good with their editing like he's super drunk and he's sitting there laughing and it's just like slow it down and make it seem all evil like he's losing his mind (laughs) which like i think he left actually rest in peace i'm actually i actually think that guy passed away oh really yeah now that i think about it
0: man the
1: damn amount- i just had like a i just had like a sad moment like damn
0: come think about it
1: think it was you <laughs>
0: <laughs> man all, like these, yawn. <laughs> all these reality tv shows leave people with such mental illness
1: yeah like they i forgot i was like watching something i think it was like a somebody who had been on Big Brother, and they're like, they should really give you, like, counseling before you go into the house mm-hmm. and, like, after you leave. Except for me, like, I don't I don't think, like, like, a lot of these guys are like, oh, man, like, Big Brother, like, it's so messed up, like, psychologically. Like, it just messes with you so hard. But for me, I'd be like, I don't think it would piss me off that. Like, I don't think it would mess with me that much.
0: But that's why I think they're good at they're good at casting and finding the right people that are gonna be fucked up.
1: Yeah, that are gonna lose their minds. Because
0: I may I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure my sister told me they make you take a psyche valve before going in. So they do,
1: but they don't like actually like have you sit down and like talk with like a therapist, so like actually like see if there's anything wrong with you. Yeah. Like I think they just do like the the general one where it's like all right, fill out this the sheet of paper and like answer these questions based on a like like one to five type of deal, like I feel like
0: but that's what I mean. they give you a psyche vowel, and they probably they probably have certain markers or um but
1: I don't think it's like too intensive
0: i don't I don't know i feel
1: i feel like I feel like they do those psyche vowels and They're like all right, this person's nuts will take them this yeah exactly that's will what I mean.
0: Like, they have markers where they go, oh, this person has passed this threshold. For sure, we're going to take them. Because you can't tell me that it wasn't planned sometimes when you throw in some of those people who are inherently racist, and then you put in two black people and maybe, a, like, a Latino and maybe another POC. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I've
1: seen, <laughs> I've seen like, I've seen, like, every season of Big Brother. There's been some... It's It's actually, like, it's funny how much the world has changed and like big i big brother is like a good way to kind of like you can see like how the world has changed when you watch a show like that Mm -hmm. because you're just you're grabbing they're literally grabbing people from like all these different walks of life i remember like one of the earlier seasons i watched like one of the guys on there were gay and like the one lady was like yeah i don't think i'd be cool with my kids like leading the gay lifestyle it's like huh and then like you get like a couple more seasons down the road and i think there was like a i think it was i can't remember which season was like 17 or 18 and there was like a trans woman on there so like it's crazy to see how much that
0: shit changes no what i was what i was saying is like as much as you continues to change these people in the in the house kind of can see the world. I almost think that sometimes it's like the opposite from what I've been reading because it's like the same people who are kind of put into the same situations but it's just like a different face, different name. Yeah. But um yeah I know that 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 shows intense. It kind of also shows you in a way, it almost just shows you the extremes of people and the extremes that people are willing to go to. at the same time, from those little, from all those little differences and all those things that you can fight on, you find these massive differences between each other. And with no control over the house and just people to kind of govern themselves, it goes. It, sometimes it just goes into straight chaos. Bro,
1: I'd probably be napping the whole time.
0: <laughs> just straight sleep through the show
1: yeah bro let me tell you something there's, like... there's there's a perfect way to to win that game and it's to do nothing until you have to do something <sighs> that
0: takes that takes floater to a whole new whole new level
1: no no you gotta okay you gotta so float there's like a difference like floating it, they like some for some reason, like somewhere along the line, the that term kind of got misconstrued. Because like a, a what a floater is in that game is somebody who like has a good social game and like kind of floats between both sides of the house. Like they're actually a floater is actually playing the game. But they're like playing both sides of the house like they're good with everybody. Somebody who doesn't do anything is a coaster like they're just coasting through the game. Mm. There's a big difference.
0: Yeah, I guess it also comes down to the fact that at least from what I've heard and from the minimal I've seen is just because alliances get built so so quick in that game sometimes.
1: The best like the best way to to win that game like just from like what I've seen you have to watch this one this one guy from Like the fifth season of Big Brother Canada Five. And he actually explained how he won the game. He's like he's like the first half of Big Brother is all like all social game. He's like, you don't wanna win anything in that first half because then people look like look at you as a big threat and stuff like that. But like once you get to the second half of the game, like where there's like seven people left. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when you start winning competitions because at that point, like, say, there, so say you get to seven people left, right? And you win that. So you're, there's seven people left and you win the head of household. From that point on, you have, you get to play in every competition. You can't not play in every competition. Fair. So if you, if you get to that point to the top seven, that's when it's important for you to actually start winning competition.
0: Hmm.
1: And that's what he did. He's like, I studied the game, and they never changed the competitions up every year. So if you like watch the show, and like he he showed he had like this whole booklet. He like had this whole booklet on what the games are and like what they're based off of and how they work. So he knew exactly like what game what game was coming up when.
0: So he kinda like he like found the cheat code to the game. So when are we gonna see you on the next? season of big brother Uh, uh. i feel like at this point you gotta apply nah all right all right everyone who's listening right now please (laughs) dm us give us your best suggestions we need this man to apply this is gonna be the brand new head of household winner of big brother i don't even know what season they're on right now and i'm in a fantasy for it so i don't even know big brother 23 Tori Knox coming at you.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't need my face on national television. I'm good.
0: You got no. I don't know. I think it's which one's. I don't even like
1: hearing my voice back on this podcast. I'm not going to see my face on television.
0: (laughs) You just you just want to see your face on some of the track photos. Yeah, that's it. No, I think, I think you'd kill it in Big Brother. If you think you know all the all the ways to get around, you're pretty social. You'll get a good social game going. Then I think you're talented enough athletically to get it going.
1: At least jury I think I can make it. On there that you show, go. At least.
0: We're going to have to see that shit then. I want to see it live.
1: Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe one day.
0: <laughs> see? You're already coming around to the idea.
1: Oh, man. What else do we want to get to today? Oh, I also wanted to, actually, I wanted to highlight like, first of all, I like, give a shout out to the to the Lakers for winning that championship.
0: Yeah. That...
1: But, but I I the one main thing I wanted to highlight from that was like, how how well the bubble worked. Mm. In terms of like for the COVID testing, and like. People, I don't like people are shitting on the NFL right now because they're like now they're starting to see some hiccups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this was like stuff I expected from the NFL because you can't you can't do a bubble for for these teams. There's like what like 53 players alone, and then you got to think about all the staff. Like you can't host a bubble for for the NFL. Well. And it's think, hard to, like, have the safety protocols, too, because I feel like a lot of these, even if these guys are following guidelines, I feel like a lot of these positive tests these guys are getting are coming from travel.
0: It's, yeah, yeah, because I was even going to say one of the, I think one of the things that NBA kind of got lucky with is it's a, it's a team sport where you have a pretty minimal bench, because what do you got? You got five starting and then what, another seven on the bench max?
1: Yeah, there's like 13. You got like 13 guys there, and then like, you know, you're like the whole – the staff in general isn't that big. Like, it's not a lot of people you have to bring around. Like, it's it's probably like a third of like what travels with an NFL team. Like NFL, you got to think NFL teams got their doctors, equipment managers, coaches, trainers, like so much.
0: Well, and, and that's the thing. It's going to be interesting because even the NHL has already kind of come out saying – they don't know how next season is going to look because you have, I don't know, on average you have how many players, 12, maybe, you have about 20 players, I want to say, per team and then you got to count for all the equipment and everything and fine, equipment aside, but with all the people involved and announcers and refs, it's just... It's, it's almost... just a lot of
1: moving parts. Yeah. And the NFL got... and the, No, not the NFL. The NBA got lucky because when they went into the bubble, they were like, you know what, we're just going to... F- fast forward the season so if you weren't going to make the playoffs like you're not fucking coming
0: well that's also because people committed though like that's that's one thing i saw too which is going to be really hard is you had minimal people you got them to commit you got them you told them exactly how long it was going to be how many you know how many games and everything and i'm not saying this is not to try to compare sports to sports and the breakdown of your body because me, myself, I'll probably be biased in the fact playing football, thinking how it breaks down your body compared to someone who plays hockey. But I just don't know how many games in the NFL you're going to play. And you, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like you can play two games per week with the practices in between if you were to bubble it. So you can't expedite no. a season like that.
1: What? I, well, okay, like, the reason you also want to know the others, why the NBA bubble works? It's because Adam Silver figured out what uh, figured out that you have to teach these like professional athletes like little children. Like, yo, we're gonna be in this bubble, and if you leave this fucking bubble, you're gonna get punished for it. Like you're gonna get put on time out.
0: But do you think that's almost do you think that's more more like you're saying, like teaching little children, or more so the fact that it goes to show why society has progressed to the point where we need government and we need structures and laws and boundaries because just ourselves within our own, like we were saying with Big Brother, you're put into a an area where you have, like, no control and no boundaries and you just kind of go apeshit. You don't know what to do. no, you have I no just, guidance.
1: I don't think it, like, parallels society at all. I just think he was like, yo, like, the only reason – the only way this is going to work is just, like, I literally treat you guys like kids. Mm-hmm. And if you – like if you try to leave, like when you come back, you're gonna be put on timeout. Like you're gonna have to quarantine. You're not gonna be able to play. And then like once it once it happened, like uh I think it was Lou Will it happened with like once it happened with Lou Williams, mm-hmm. like that was it. Like nobody broke protocol. Oh, actually no, that one guy who had to get bounced for hooking up with the chick who was administering the COVID nineteen test.
0: Lou Will got bounced for some fucking Atlanta wings, didn't he?
1: Yeah, like he left the bubble to go to, to go to Magic to go to Magic C D. He's like, I went he said he went to the strip club for wings. Those, My ass, bro. Yeah, he, he, went, went, for see, he, went, he went for the cake. He went for the wings and the cake. Yeah. <laughs> he went for the wings and the cake. You know what, but no, what I was thinking what I was thinking though, like the NFL, what they could have done was they could've had they could have played like host, like had host cities for the divisions mm-hmm. and had all the divisional games play out first, but and then after, the, and then after, like, think of think about it, it would have worked. So, say, like, so, and I don't think a lot of players would have be been mad with that. Like, yo, if you play in the NFC or NFC West, like, all right, we're gonna have you guys, you're in LA. You, you think these guys are gonna complain about being in LA? Like, you're in LA. We'll have like this is where you guys have to stay. You know what I mean? And like these are the facilities you're gonna practice at. And then we'll play all the games at the the SoFi Stadium. You know, you just if you had done that for divisional wise, all have the teams play like all their divisional games, like I said.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like right off the bat. So that's like what six games right there for each team. And then at that point, like, we'd be getting to that point now. Maybe you give them, two, like, a week off or two weeks, like, a bye week. Like, every team in the NHL, NFL just gets a bye week. And then you start figuring out, like, the travel logistics of, like, the interconference conference games they play.
0: Yeah, but I think another thing we're not taking into consideration is, and is the absolute greed of the owners of the NFL and the massive stadiums and how much money they spend on these stadiums and the fact that in no way shape or form would they ever want to try to give up more money than what they're losing right now like jerry jones like like let's be honest like he he has a 4 billion dollar franchise in sports and that that wasn't done by not being greedy that like yeah okay he's a good businessman probably has a good business acumen but at the same time this man is like a slave driver, like look at well, the, had, the the fact yeah. that someone finally kneeled this year he he had no control over it, but that man has always done well by just by just doing what he needs and the fact that when Zeke was suspended, he was one of the only ones that came out and talked against like it was him and Kraft were like the only ones that kind of like talked against Goodell about that, but then Kraft got caught, you know, getting a little bit of that afternoon delight, and he's been quiet ever since.
1: <laughs> well, the other thing I forget too about like the NFL is it's it's not for profit. Like the what NFL is mean? not the NFL is a not like is a not for profit organization. Did you know that?
0: Nope.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like it's a. I
0: had zero clue.
1: Yeah, it's a not for it's a not for profit organization because all the like you said all the money these guys make like in revenue like off their teams. It's like mm-hmm. based off of like all the people they have, like you know, coming into the stadiums and stuff. Like how, like how much they're selling, like in their own markets. Like they, that money doesn't come from like the NFL.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, the NFL is a not-for-profit organization.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because they were. Yeah, I'm reading here that they were unincorporated, non-for-profit until 2015
1: yeah i and i learned what? that in school i know I, I had no idea they were a not-for-profit organization but yeah the nfl's a not-for-profit organization
0: that's that's crazy i'm just reading right now how they get through it even apparently mlb also runs the same way
1: yeah that's why it, what? that's why that's why the mlb is kind of fucked up with their like having no salary cap because yeah. like the that's why you see like the richest teams always having the best teams year after year
0: i'm kind of i'm kind of floored at the fact that the nfl then gets away with even more of that bullshit of not being able to give guaranteed contracts or even give better contracts to some of their players like i'm not just understand people that when i'm saying this i'm trying to give you from the scope of just athlete to athlete and how much they make i know that athletes make Ridiculous amounts and everyone has a varying degree of opinion about it. But in comparison to other leagues, it's just kind of crazy how some of these guys give up their body and just get completely shit on money-wise. Yeah. Like no wonder. I don't know. I think like Kirk Cousins just pulled the biggest finesse, like three years, $84 million fully guaranteed.
1: See, like, like now that you now that you know like that about the the NFL doesn't it make more sense as to why these guys hold out and like why they get so aggravated with their franchises?
0: Man, and I've always it makes more sense now with that, but I've always been on the side of the player. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, like I've never I've never been on the side of the damn team. I've never been on the side of the associations. Like, just give him his money, give him his due.
1: I know, but it's it's. But I'm just saying, like, it makes more sense now as to why. Oh yeah. Players get so frustrated with the teams they play for.
0: You know what I mean? I would, I would too. Like, I wish I had, if I was an NFL player, I wish I had like the vet maximum and the vet minimum like the NBA does.
1: Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy that like, it's like such a big league and that's like the way it, like, it operates.
0: Oh, it's just, I was just trying to say, like, not, not trying to go off Jerry Jones since he's like the richest, but going off the whole greed thing, it just and business. Like you're telling me that these owners who buy some of these buy some of these franchises for so much money and make so much and now that they're not for profit, like you can't or not for profit, like you can't just throw in some money to make the league run a little bit better. Like look at all this look at all these COVID outbreaks we've been having. And like look at all the testing and everything. Like you're having games canceled and stuff. Is that's it really big, worth That's
1: business? <laughs> and I also mention, like the commissioner sucks too for like there's no like <sighs> until the commissioner changes like I don't think the league's going to change
0: but that's but that's the thing I think these owners like the commissioner because he's kind of a big pushover Well, and he does what and he does what they want in the end
1: well that's like another big issue with the NFL like the owners have more say than the commissioner does at the end of the day
0: yeah, I'll even look at the guy who had, like, two investigations thrown into him in Washington, and he still has the team.
1: Yeah, so, like, there's, I don't know, like, until they get, like, new owners, new leadership, like, you never know what's going to happen there with the with the NFL.
0: It might be or a few like, years now, too.
1: But I'm still, like, I'm still happy, like, they're playing right now. Like, yeah, they've had, like, these, these hiccups, like, these past two weeks, but if they can get through... They can get through these next two weeks and like finish the season strong, like I'll shut my mouth.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I I I think with the amount of outbreaks and with the amount of games they've had to cancel so far in five weeks, like obviously it's not that much. But it's starting to throw like, I don't know, at this point I think a lot of people might just put an asterisk at the season as to who the winner is.
1: No. Because you they they haven't had the like Nobody's had to forfeit any games yet. Like, as it stands, everybody's playing a full schedule, so you can't put an asterisk on the season.
0: Yeah, but you're also putting these people in a – I guess that they knew what they're signing up for, no, but you're putting them in a position for, like, no buys and stuff.
1: Yeah, but you <laughs> that, makes it, that makes it tougher then. Like, you can't put an asterisk on a season where, like, you didn't get a rest. I guess that's like, true. Like, you know what I mean? That's like people who are like, oh, like, you got to put an asterisk on this NBA title, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the circumstances were probably more difficult this year than any other year before. Like, you go five months without playing a game when a lot of these teams are, like, in the middle of a playoff push. And then you get sent down to Orlando. You can't be around your families. Like, you don't have any freedom. And you're just, like, all you're forced to do is work 24-7. Like, you can't put an asterisk
0: on that. Do you have a number? Tougher. Do you have a number of how many people opted out of the NBA, though? Because I think the amount of, like, Personally, I think if you're not facing a team at its full throttle, like did you really beat that team,
1: bro? The only team that it, it it affected was the Brooklyn Nets, and they weren't winning a fucking championship. <laughs> so like people, <laughs> people, people, people need to shut the fuck up. Like no, all, all <laughs> the, the majority of the players that opted out from the bubble were from the Brooklyn Nets, and then there was a couple guys from the Portland Trailblazers, and yep. neither of those teams winning NBA championship, so if anybody puts an asterisk besides the Lakers championship, they can go walk up to the roof and jump off.
0: I think you got <laughs> your fellow uh, Brooklyn Nets and uh, Portland fans who would beg to differ.
1: It's, it's <laughs> foolish. Like, the Nets were not winning a championship this year. If well, yeah. you know, if If Kevin Durant and Kyrie were healthy, and they were like, yo, we're not playing in the bubble, all right. Maybe you can make an argument. But... Irving didn't play. No, was, he wasn't healthy, though. Like, he wasn't playing oh, anyway. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, these, they were without their best players, and they were anyways because they were injured. And then I, they had a couple guys opt out, but it's like, you guys weren't going to make it that far.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess, like, because I was even looking... When they had all the opt-outs in the NFL, I guess I was trying to see if any teams were going to be any weaker. But I think the only team that really got weaker and not even really were the Patriots. Yeah, and they're still winning games. No, you can't
1: put it It may The circumstances make it tougher because of, like, the COVID-19. Like, there's more restrictions on everything. You're you're limited in what you can actually do. Mm -hmm. So it makes it more difficult to actually play the sport that you're, like, to do your job. Yeah. Like, they're more difficult for them to do their job. So anybody who's like, oh, yeah, you got to put an asterisk beside it, like, get the fuck out of here and, like, go play in traffic or something. Like, I don't know. Like, stay off, like, just stay off the internet. Stop saying stupid shit out there. I don't know, man. That's all I got for
0: today, though. That's it. You, you got, no, I was about to ask, you got any final thoughts on how you want to finish it out today?
1: No, man, I'm, I'm cool. There's bad this people at home, man. The audio is bugging me. I needed to go pack a bowl of shisha and do some show. Well, I try and sift through the editing. But... Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you can join us again next week for another episode of the Glenbrook Village Podcast. And, uh, have a nice day.